previously on the Twistcast. Last time on the Twistcast, we talked about Loki season one as well as part one of DC's animated Long Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go ahead and check that out as well as the movies. Check out the movies first because big spoilers. Um, so anyway, happy to be here tonight with uh, Mike and Jesse. Um, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right. So uh, we are going to be talking tonight about, uh, what is it? Uh, Suicide Squad. Almost forgot. Oh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Big difference. Was, that's why I hesitated <laughs> right. there because I was like, wait, is it Suicide Squad or the no, Suicide Squad? The. <laughs> yeah. You right. make sure you put that goddamn the in there. <laughs> be a totally different conversation <laughs> so uh that's the main topic for tonight but as always we're gonna get going with some news and mike mike take it away all right as always we start with comics here so i'm gonna start with uh comics because that's what we do that's exactly Fair. what we do yeah <laughs> all right so uh runaways children of the atom guardians of the galaxy x corp black cat Fantastic Four Life Story and Conan the Barbarian have no planned issues for the month of October. None. So that's that's either zero. That's delays or cancellations. And in sadly, in the case of Runaways, the issue number thirty-eight, which was being promoted as a celebration of the series hundredth issue, mm-hmm. um, just because of you know legacy numbering and all that bullshit, uh, it's getting canceled. So. Hey, there's there's that explanation. Uh, Congrats, yeah. you guys are fired. Yeah, <laughs> good job getting a hundred. Get the fuck out. Uh, so then the there will be a new Luke Cage uh, series um, called City of Fire, and it's being written by what, which I found very interesting here, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. biographer Hoche Anderson, and um, it's pitting. Luke Cage against the Kingpin, uh, who who subsequently is mayor of New York, right now wow. in the comics. Oh. So yeah, as you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is this is weird because I didn't know where to put this, but like 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 toy news, I guess, like big toy stuff, whatever. But uh, this is a podcast news, so um, there will be a new podcast from the Dark Knight Rider uh, called Batman Unburied. And the Batman Bruce Wayne role will be voiced by Winston Duke, who you may know as M'Baku from Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So, okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Uh, Marvel canceled uh, the Nebula title after it being on a year long, actually more than a year long hiatus. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call that a COVID casualty. Uh, and it, it, it just, it's unfinished. So... You know, it's kind of just weird, weird placement to end it, but it is what it is. Uh, it looks like um, Daredevil and Deadpool artist Mike Hawthorne has just uh, left Daredevil. His art on that was fucking fantastic, uh, which is kind of sad. But um, he just decided that, you know what, it's kind of enough. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of that going around um, because as of recording today, um Batman writer James Tynion the fourth announced that he's going, he turned down an offer to keep writing Batman. Uh, so he'll be leaving it soon as well as all superhero comics to work full-time on his own comic book projects uh, on uh, a platform called Substack. Have you guys ever heard of that or seen it? I think I've him? heard of that. No. 
it's like a it's like a blogging type uh, platform where you can um, you just like authors basically write stuff like short stories, essays, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and people can pay to read them. Like it's it's just a more direct form of of uh, I don't know consumerism, I suppose. Put it right in my veins, daddy. That type of thing. Old move cotton. <laughs> See if it works out for him. Yeah, uh, he's leaving a, a very short thing, but you know that that, that c- the community can get a little a little toxic at times, and his run has been nothing short of controversial. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's been a short run too. He's only been on it since like last September. So it's like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. All right, moving on to Worlds of DC. Worlds. The first three episodes of Peacemaker will arrive on HBO Max starting January 16th, 2022. The episode titles we have for the first three are A Whole whole New World, spelled W-H-I-R-L-E-D. I kind of hate that. Uh, Second episode is called Best Friends Never. And then the third episode is called Better Goth Dead. Uh, And then... The next week, the uh, the fourth episode will be called "Stop Dragging Around My Heart." <laughs> so it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> guys. It's fine. And the fifth the fifth episode name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> I didn't I didn't see anything there. That's a, that's a wrestling joke. God damn that's it! Joke. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, so. Uh, James Gunn has said that he's had discussions about continuing future DC projects. And then Walter Hamada basically confirmed that he's, he's basically come back. He's, he's come back. I mean, more DC we'll, we'll discuss this later, but good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, of course, there's gonna be a whole bunch of James Gunn stuff in news tonight. Cause of course, press junkets, you know? Uh, so he says he's talked to both the heads of Marvel and DC, about making a Harley Quinn and Groot team-up movie. And I was like, the fuck? And then I was like, that, uh, that would work. work. <laughs> it could work. Harley's just weird enough that it could work. <laughs> That's why I was like, when I heard him like say that, I was like, the fu- why the fuck would you? Yeah, no, nope, never mind. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. If it wasn't for the fact that Margot Robbie was just like, you know, I want to take a break from Quinn right now, then yeah, no, I feel like they would jump right on that. <laughs> It's funny that you say that, Jesse, because uh, in the quickest <laughs> reversal of all time, Margot Robbie says she's ready to return as Harley Quinn. <laughs> I mean, fair. I, I, I'm, she was probably just like testing the waters out to see how well received the Suicide Squad was before, like, uh, she I mean, anything. She, she did record. She did shoot both Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad basically back to back. That's fair. And yeah. that's and Harley's a kind of character that requires a lot of energy oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and cu- and cuckoo for cocoa puffsness and to live in that space for like two years or whatever it is like that's that's a lot so i don't blame her for being like yeah take a break and uh jk simmons is in talks to return as commissioner gordon for yes. the background movie we talked about this before on the uh, on the live that's show awesome. and so i was like yeah I'll, I'll gladly take that give me it Give me it. All right, moving on to Marvel, uh, the MCU and their TV stuff. Um, uh, James Gunn actually teased a heavier story for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, citing that there will be some character deaths, um, which kind of makes sense because we've talked about Bautista being like, yeah, I can't do this forever. (laughs) Like, I'm surprised they, A, I'm surprised they haven't fired me yet. (laughs) B, uh, 
like I'm in my fifties, man. Like my body's going to start just not looking the same after a while. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, speaking of guardians volume three, it starts filming in November, which is mm. a fine time to start doing things. Uh, November is a fantastic month. I would possibly say the best month. If you're listening to this in November. Yeah. You're there right now. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. Sure. Congratulations. You're here. <laughs> Now, uh, I'm sure you guys saw this story. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, or has Sam says Scarlett Jost Hansen, thank uh, you, <laughs> is uh, suing Disney over the release of Black Widow, uh, saying that the the releasing the film simultaneously in, in theaters and Disney Plus breached her contract, and uh, Disney still was like, "What the pandemic?" And I'm like, yeah, "I mean, if you breach contract, but you you." breach that contract if you breach it's contract so i don't care if i don't care if you're the largest media conglomerate in the world like it's still a contract yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i mean that's more reason to bear because you 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 are the largest media conglomerate (laughs) in my opinion i don't know what do i know (laughs) i'm I'm just a guy with a microphone (laughs) sam this is gonna make you really happy okay a new dr strange 2 listing indicates that the movie will include a scene at a very specific pizza parlor. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Tell me it's fucking pizza time. Yeah, it's pizza time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be the best movie ever. Guys. I'm going to love it so much. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yell up to the projection booth and tell them to fucking rewind the movie. <laughs> Honest to God, if it if it really happens, I don't I don't I think we're gonna have to rewind the movie because you're gonna be laughing so hard that it's gonna be impossible to get a, a grip <laughs> for everybody else. It's the fucking movie theater. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I here's I here's to, what I'm proposing. Um, we start a rewind chant in the movie theater. Rewind, rewind, or you could do. Pizza time, rewind. Pizza time, rewind. I, everybody's going to jump in. It's going to be a thing on the news. Look, I'll be there with you. I'll do it. I, I said it here, and it's going to happen. Yep. I won't. <laughs> God damn it. We know you won't. It, it takes three people to start something, Jesse. God damn it. You, you hop in. You, ban, you bandwagon the shit out of this. Hey, we're going to watch that movie on my birthday. You can't tell me what to do. That's true. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, it's your birthday. You can certainly cry if you want to. Yep. Uh, it looks like the uh, Guardians holiday special will, in fact, be canon, according to James Gunn. Um, which be what? Canon. Canon. Oh, canon. okay. I yeah. thought you said canned. I don't like, think well, I even do right. that this was a thing but okay yeah sure yeah mm-hmm. when they announced like a whole bunch of disney plus shows and they did like iron heart and moon knight and all that shit they were like yeah there's a guardians of the galaxy holiday special i was like all right that's cool. fine disney with their weird one-off holiday specials hey man it makes money you know it does i mean sure how many years have people watched peanuts or or <laughs> rudolph the red-nosed fucking reindeer we know that story ends we know <laughs> anyway I'm sorry. Sometimes I just get burnt down on Christmas stuff. (laughs) Spoiler, he's Bambi's mother and gets shot somehow. (laughs) It's so fucked up. I'm sorry. I was going to go somewhere around long lines of like reindeer sausages, but sure, that works too. (laughs) The the red thing was a tumor the whole time. Which is darker? (laughs) It's not the tumor. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, Move it Loki, on. <laughs> Loki writer Michael Waldron has confirmed that he was in communication with the Spider-Man No Way Home writers while developing uh, Loki, uh, basically citing that there's um, ext- communication to the extent that the creative teams can become friendly, which uh, makes me happy because more syn- the more synergy, the better. I just wanted the excuse to use the word synergy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but... I mean, if they're they're using like the multiverse kind of as like Loki's kind of like the start of that jumping off point, then I guess it makes sense. I'm sure. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. Everything coming after. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac has teased that uh, Moon Knight will be a wild new entry. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, it better be. If it's not, then what are you doing? Like, I'm yeah. not the biggest Moon Knight fan, but even I know that it right. needs it, to be. It, it needs to be good, like real good. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, lost my spot. Uh, Secret Invasion will start filming soon and will hit Disney Plus next year, which is good because uh, I don't think they've really given a date for that before. So that's nice. Uh, we did get a date on Hawkeye. It will start streaming on Wednesday, November 24th. Like I said, November is the best month. So boom, right there, right in your face, right around Thanksgiving, Hawkeye. Think about that. Hawkeye, and then you can go get screamed at by people around your drunk family's Thanksgiving table. That's wonderful. Just pure joy. That's why I live alone. Mm, that's why I have <laughs> alcohol. Uh, uh, it looks like Peggy Carter's Captain Britain will appear in every season of uh, the animated series What If, which okay. is kind of cool. What, yeah. what's him? What? You, you, I, you just, I, just, I, I just want to break out in Scott Stapp every time you say it. <laughs> wow, wow, there. There is a Disney Junior show uh, called Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which premiered earlier this week. Uh, and it's That's cute. It, it, <laughs> it actually is freaking adorable. And it features uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Gwen. And, uh, you know, you got, you got little kids, like some of us do. Put that shit on. Indoctrinate your idea. kids early with comic book characters. Actually, thank you for that. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, Bill will probably love it, man. He'll yeah. probably, probably go ham. Uh, and a comment from the Morbius director seemingly suggests that Tom Hardy will cameo in Morbius. So, How about that movie? <laughs> so, yeah, me too. Me well, too. Um, out like two years ago. Yeah. Every now and again, like a story will pop up. I'm like, oh yeah, they are doing that, aren't they? When is that supposed to be coming out? Like January. Okay. I think. So they actually what? have put it on the docket again. Don't quote me on it. It could be <laughs> fucking tomorrow. I don't know anymore that movie. Well, I know they Ven- want to get the Venom two out first, and that one is supposedly what October or something. I I also don't know. I it, it <laughs> it's this year for sure. It's this year. Let me. This is gonna bother me. I don't, me, I I don't know. This movie has been in the fucking can for about a year. Like at yeah, least it was, it was supposed to come out last October. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Originally, I think Morbius was supposed to be last, like last summer November or something like that, or September maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit! Venom's supposed to be out next month. <laughs> Fuck what? Like <laughs> September 24th. Oh, that's my son's birthday. <laughs> Well, fuck me. Sideways with a goat. <laughs> well, that's okay because it'll come out the day before. 
yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go we'll do anyway it. we don't need to live plan our schedule yeah is <laughs> that's what people come here for jesse so any, riveting if, conversation if you, around our schedules if anybody wants to meet us you know where we'll be um <laughs> please i guess don't, now don't rob my house <laughs> <laughs> anyway and, and, uh, finally here in video games fortnite gets a blood sport skin to mark the suicide squad hitting cinemas they do this a lot i think they they're also doing uh i think i saw today they're adding kimura in there as well um yeah i don't play fortnite i, I could not give like a rat's ass about fortnite so yeah cool good for you i'm happy that you sure. get to use these characters cool. but uh that's your news cool well uh so we're going to be talking about the suicide squad tonight mm-hmm. big difference um you know one word leaving, leaving out that the uh so if you haven't seen suicide squad yet obviously go watch before you listen to this unless you just don't care in which case thanks for listening anyway yeah, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna dive in quick with the spoilers so yes yeah yeah so if you haven't uh, seen it yet you can watch it on hbo max until september 5th um and then you can also see it in theaters which will it'll be there longer i'm not sure when it's going to be coming to streaming again uh or even if they have that information yeah it's usually like a month or two after they pull it 30 days 45 days something something like like that that, yeah so anyway that's how you can watch it right now um mike let's jump right into it so i want to drop the synopsis here which i'm going to read directly from. let's see if it's better than some of the the synopses If you could, yeah, if you could the rank the synopsis out of the the ones that you've done before, what would you give it? A one out of five. Uh, out of five. I, mean, I need to know. I need to know what I'm three, three, three? maybe. Yeah, if, even what I know just, about the movie, I feel like it's hard to write a synopsis minimum, without spoiling yeah. anything. Okay. So it says, from the horribly beautiful mind of writer-director James Gunn comes the superhero action adventure The Suicide Squad, featuring a collection of the most degenerate delinquents in the DC lineup. Okay, everything's great so far. That's that, it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's straight from HBO Max. I mean, to be fair, again, fair. Without that's like, fair. You can't really say much more without really diving into minor spoilers at the very yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. I mean, we just okay, whatever. All Let's right, go. So we're gonna do something a little different tonight. We are gonna start by talking about character deaths. Told you we'd be diving into spoilers fast because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot. Uh, so the movie starts off with basically half the film right. dying. So wait, are we gonna go in order here? Deathological order. I mean, do you, we... you don't have to. Uh, but I'm just gonna say there's a lot of, of characters that get introduced <laughs> off the bat. So mm-hmm. uh, there's I forget I forget who's playing who, but I I can get you on this. Okay, for, for the most part, except for except for Captain Boomerang, I don't know who played that. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Yeah. Jai Courtney. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's Apparently you get introduced starting <laughs> with Michael Rooker, and I forget who's who he's playing. Oh, oh, um, Savant. Savant. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get. Uh, Savant, uh, and then you, what Sean Gunn playing Weasel? Yeah, <laughs> Sean Gunn playing Weasel. You get uh, you get TDK, <laughs> you get Javelin, yeah. Uh, so Javelin's <laughs> Flula Borg, uh, TDK is Nathan um, Fillion, Nathan, Fillion. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. yeah. 
And then Pete Davidson is <laughs> Look a at black Pete flag. Davidson's Lips America. <laughs> That's all I could think too. <laughs> yeah, Count Chocula. Um, yeah, so I, he plays Black Flag, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then we have obviously oh, Harley Quinn, Black Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm maybe thinking something else. Um, yeah. So you have Harley so, Quinn with this Margot group. Robbie. Yep. Um, then Rick you Flag. have yeah Rick Flag, who is Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Joel Cinnamon and uh that's and who you start take... with. What's that? That's who you start with at the beginning. That's right. Yeah. That's the what... first group that you're shown. Okay. So so you really get introduced to them right off the bat. And Amanda Waller, uh by the way, God. is Violet Davis like the most perfect Amanda she Waller you is. can imagine? She really is. The entire Jesus. time I was watching that movie, I was just like, I am so glad they brought her back because this is one of the best castings like ever. Yeah. She plays that like strict authority figure like so well. Oh my god, I love her in that role. It's perfect. Yep. You just you don't fuck with her at all. It's no. great. So Waller sends him out on a mission. Till you do. They <laughs> just say that. They uh they land on a beach. Uh, fucking lippy Pete Davidson <laughs> walks up. He's like, "Hey guys, we're here. It's me. Remember me? I called you." And then the army for the island of uh, Corto Maltese. God, God, you missed the first character death. Oh yes. Oh yeah. They right, didn't even get so to the beach yet. Weasel, Weasel drops out, and they're like, and Weasel <laughs> basically starts to panic and drown. And they're like, "Did anyone check to see if the Weasel can swim?" <laughs> And the guy in the control room is just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so Weasel drowns. Out. Everyone Weasel. drops out of the plane into the water. And one of the characters just drowns. <laughs> I mean, so, so I, didn't, I expected that to happen. Like, we're in a movie where James Gunn literally says, no one is safe. I expected someone to die immediately like that. Oh, I was crying laughing. <laughs> like, I shouldn't. It should be laughing. But, like, it was... It was so funny because he was struggling <laughs> just in the water and then just dies. He's just like, oh, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean, to be uh, fair, I was kind of happy because he was a bit unsettling to look at. Oh, yeah. He definitely was. He I, absolutely was. I was laughing. Like, literally every time he was on screen, I was cracking up because it was the most, like, hilarious it's, thing to It's because his eyes are, like, off-center yeah. and always looking in different directions. And his mouth is just weird. It is so funny. Anyway, anyway, that was your first death. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they go on the beach and they try and sneak up and Pete Davidson gets up and he's like, hey, guys, it's me. I'm here. We called you, remember? And like everybody starts to panic and like uh, Rick Flagg calls back to Waller. He's like, we've been made. And then the army shows up and promptly starts mowing motherfuckers down. Like just fully circles them up on the beach there's there's heavy oh, artillery. You know, Mongols. Missed, uh, Mongols also in this team. Oh yeah, um, Mongal, Mongal, Mongal. Sorry, yeah. yes. Um, so they're they're like, okay, so we gotta fight these guys off. And then uh, you know they didn't know what TDK stood for, <laughs> and then they they learn. I mean, some there's some little some, some janky CGI there, because uh, uh, he's the detachable kid. And he took his arms off and started slap, slap, slapping. 
I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was definitely more than that. And I'm, and I'm glad that my expectation was not met. <laughs> At the same time, though, like when you have something like Nathan Fillion, Fillion I just I wanted to see more of what he could do. But uh, nope, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, I laughed so hard in the first like five minutes of that movie. It was unreal. Like I just I was beside myself because of just the way that people died. How they killed how they killed Captain Boomerang. He gets just minced by part of a helicopter. You're just like that Mongol pulled out of the goddamn sky. Then she got engulfed in flames. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, before he got chopped up by the helicopter, he got like splintered from like yeah. an explosion, mm-hmm. so he couldn't even move. And he, he, uh, he, I mean, they killed a bunch of dudes. Like they didn't get out of this thing. Like they, they their K to D was you know not bad. But uh, I was yeah. honestly really surprised with like how graphic everything was. I was not. I, I didn't expect it to be that bad. But then I was just like, okay, this is DC. Like they don't mind turning up the. It was R rated. I, I would. Was, I, yes. Frankly, I would have been pissed off if it had, if it had been like more tame, especially early, right? Yeah. Like you want to get that 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 punch right up front. Yeah. And then you get your real team after these guys get wiped out there's some people that aren't killed yeah only Rick flags not dead and then obviously uh, and harley quinn we're not we're not viciously ja- murdered javelin passes on his javelin to harley quinn for <laughs> unspecified so reasons she's like <laughs> she's like wait for what for what <laughs> she's, like, she's slapping a dead guy's face <laughs> for what Margot robbie is just amazing as quinn like she's just oh my she's, she's great so- so much good casting in this movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the timing was hilarious because, like, uh, what's ja- Javelin was telling Harley Quinn, he's like, "You're the only one, you know, who's good enough to to carry this javelin for." And then, like, but he, you, you don't even like realize that like he dies. Yeah, you know, because he's kind of like trailing though. off already. Yep. You're like, is he going to start talking again? And then it like <laughs> cuts to her looking at him. And then it cuts back to him, and you're like, "Am I missing dialogue here? Like, is and my then, are my speakers fucked up?" And then she's like, "For what?" And then like the army shows up. She's like, "Hold on, guys, one minute," and she just like, just, like starts shaking him again. Like, <laughs> "For what?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. I wanna, we'll move on to the real team now. The the team that we follow around, and we'll we'll run we'll run characters here. So uh, let's start with Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Um, a great casting, first of oh all. Oh my god, it's Elba in general. It's just great. It's just amazing. Uh, I felt like his story was was pretty full circle. Yeah, like he he didn't he didn't want to be there. To me, it felt a little bit reminiscent of Will Smith's Deadshot. Like it was the same kind of story, but I just feel like it was done a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. So like the whole angle with the kid and yeah shit like that it was just like yeah okay it's just kind of retreading a little ground but it's more it's like i just ate sushi so it's like the difference between <laughs> gas station sushi and like <laughs> hibachi steakhouse sushi there is a there is a clear difference mm-hmm. one's gonna make you real sick the other's not <laughs> no disrespect to will smith obviously yeah, I mean, they just took a little bit more time to like develop the Idris Elba storyline, and I, that 
even just like a few extra minutes of like giving it a little bit more backstory and a little bit more flesh uh, out, then it it really made a difference. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that's pretty um, fair to say. Like across the board, the the backstories for everybody, like everybody had a purpose for like being there. Kind of, you know, it's for to a certain extent. Like you obviously know they're there because they did some shit, and you know, you, to get stuff off their sentence, they actually line that up really nicely in the very beginning of the movie, like in literally 15 seconds they explain why everybody is there kind of Mm -hmm. you know on the suicide squad which i really appreciated they didn't like rehash that out um but yeah for for anybody that it was worth really delving into like why they're there or like some other shit that's going on with them they did a really good job Mm -hmm. like it, it it definitely everything had a place it felt like and uh, I just love the fact that eventually Bloodsport gets the upper hand, walks free, and it's just like, yeah, we're good. Fuck you. Fuck you, Waller. Which was just, first of all, an amazing moment. Like, because I didn't mm-hmm. see it coming. And, and then it happened. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the move. It's really badass. You, and you really didn't know, man. You, you didn't know if, if she was going to pull the trigger or not, Waller. Yeah, like yeah, that was very, very suspenseful. Very well done. Uh, so unless you guys had something else on Bloodsport, nope. I wanted to roll into Harley Quinn because something happened in this movie that I didn't expect, right? And it's actually kind of masterful. So Jesse, you were just talking about how much you really enjoy Margot Robbie and her performance, Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Now, what this movie did was it completed a character arc of growth for me from the first Suicide Squad movie to um, Birds of Prey to here. Mm-hmm. And I I was hoping for it. And when I got it, it was like, oh, that's so refreshing. Because you could have ignored everything and just played her off as a, a fucking batshit crazy girl. Girl, like she kind of is. But like they you did a really, really good job just wrapping the story all together. Yeah, like that scene where she's with the president and the president's just like, oh, I want I want to marry you and everything like that. And like it's getting to be like a, a kind of a weird situation, but whatever. Like he goes and stares out the window and stuff, turns around, she just fucking shoots him. I was just like, oh damn. Oh hell. And then her, like her speech after that's like, I'm yeah. not gonna let anyone control me again. Like I know red flag when I see it. Also, the line oh. that she worked in there, RIP to that monster between your legs. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, so would, would, do you guys have any other thoughts that you wanted to add there? Uh, I mean, no. It, go ahead, Jess. Her fight scenes are always just so well choreographed. Oh, my God. They do such an amazing job with her. Like, when she's escaping after, like, later on, while they're trying to also break her out while that whole nonsense was going on but just like <laughs> her with the javelin just like going through that hallway and just oh my god all of her fight scenes so, so that's good. that scene with the lock and key mm-hmm. and being hung she did that i imagine yeah like I, I was like yo how strong and athletic is this woman because that's insane yeah man that yeah 
uh, I was not disappointed by anything related to Harley Quinn. This oh, movie, no. it was, it was just, just to- the action, top to the, bottom. The comedy, just like her performance, so good. Yep. Yeah, I honestly uh, thought that she might be one of the ones like killed off in the beginning of the movie, and got scared you know, of that. But glad, glad they kept her around, man. All right. So next up, I want to talk about. <clears throat> John Cena! Sorry. <laughs> I'm just pissed off at whoever's next door to me. I don't care. Uh, in uh, Peacemaker. That's Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> the guy willing to eat every dick on the shore of liberty. I mean, look, I think we're all willing to do that, but come on, you don't need to brag about it. <laughs> uh, uh, so what do you guys think about John Cena's performance as Peacemaker specifically in, in the movie? I mean, I get it was kind of part of the point because he was an asshole, but it was a little over the top at times. <laughs> I felt like it was just a bit much. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be a douchebag, though. So that, that's why I'm like, I, I don't know if it's like because it's who the character is really supposed to be or if it was just a bit much on the acting side. I, I, I'm a little torn there. Personally, See, I liked it. Yeah, that, same. I, I thought John Cena did a good job. I think what he did, like, it sells the fact that he's Waller's ace in the hole, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you just don't like him and then he turns, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, that scene where he and Bloodsport are killing <laughs> killing the people oh that, they're, that are going to help. <laughs> it's just, it's so badass. Like, it's it's so cool to watch and they uh they just constantly one up in each other one up in each other and it was like yeah that's that's killer yeah uh, and then it, the that duel basically at the end with him in blood sport where he uses his own line against him mm-hmm. uh and uh obviously spoiler point uh, oh, spoiler why am i giving spoiler warnings <laughs> the post-credit scene uh with him in the bed so you know, obviously, he can return in the in the Peacemaker series. Good, good for you, John Cena. Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I. The, the, Why are you John, in your underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a toilet bowl on your head? Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that it was just it was so he was so well done in the movie because you, you just like you almost didn't know where he stood anytime but then but then you do because you're like uh, yeah he i mean he said it he's just gonna fucking do whatever it takes for you know for this because yeah. this is what he believes but then you see it in his face like when he's doing these things he's like he's not happy about it no. you know like he doesn't want to be doing it but he's going to so it's like he just did a really good job of portraying that that like inner conflict but also staunch belief um all in one one fell swoop you know yeah he has a set of beliefs and nothing will compromise it no matter how he feels about those beliefs um there's one moment with with peacemaker uh that i like it it made me nerd horny so the shots that they did with him fighting Rick Flag in in the helmet, uh, 
like you hear everything going on, but you're just watching it go through the helmet. Like I loved, I yes. love that. I thought that was super cool. Just they had a they had a few really awesome shots in this they movie. Did. Like oh my God. artistically. Yeah, think, you know the one that I was like, oh, that was a real nice shot. I think it was like it was toward the end when they were getting to the Jotunheim facility. And I think it was uh Blood Sport like walks out of the van and it's just like this bright white light and like the rain and everything. And oh that, yeah, that shot was just so cool. Yeah, I did love I'm, that. I mean, right right off the bat, too, the very first shot of the movie. It's a reflection of like yeah the, the, the water you know, yeah the water that's on the on the ground and then it you know does that like turn and then you see what's what's going on there Savant, yeah that that was so well done people were uh pestering james gunn on twitter like hey man why do you hate birds like his entire feed <laughs> twitter feed was why do you hate birds uh yeah and i was like that's really funny that's really fucking funny uh now i want to talk about who i think is the emotional center of the movie, uh, Ratcatcher so. Two. Yes. Uh, who, honestly, I was like, "There's a character you're gonna kill. <laughs> Ratcatcher's a hundred percent dead." Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. And she grounded the movie in a way that I never expected. Not from Ratcatcher. <laughs> no, the daughter of the original Ratcatcher. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, couldn't, man. Couldn't like, even get the OG. <laughs> nope, because he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> fucking dead uh yeah man i thought i thought she did a really good job just acting overall and let me tell you her overall motif of just being tired i felt oh that. i can relate yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking millennials god damn right do you understand how hard we have it <laughs> uh yeah i mean and uh <laughs> i loved that uh blood sport having the rat fear just <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's you too oh, you know, it likes know. you <laughs> the rat the entire time mean? dude that was uh, another thing it was like toward the beginning of the movie that they were waller was just talking to him on the comms and she's like why didn't you say you had a rat fear <laughs> like this is something we should know when we're gonna team up with someone that deals with the rats <laughs> i felt like um I thought that uh, she was that wand that she was using to control the rats. She was going to somehow end up being able to use it on Starro at the end. Like um, I felt like they, they were they were kind of setting it up like that because they like kept it was like remember when we were talking about Black Widow and we were talking about like oh yeah but she's dead right she's dead right but the daughter's dead right she's dead right <laughs> it was like all right man we got it. Like they kept like shooting her wand over and over and over again in a way where I was like, well, that feels like it's going to be really important later. I mean, it was just not the way that I thought. I see, I didn't get that feeling. I just kind of thought it was okay. They're just kind of showing how she controls the rats, whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, Mike, you're you're something special. Uh, <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> uh, well, okay, go on. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask about Starro, but if you had anything else, actually, you know what? No. So, so Ratcatcher, you're absolutely right. She, she was the heart and soul of the movie, dude. Um, she, yeah, just brought like every character together, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, especially like King Shark. I mean, right, <laughs> right off the bat. Who's, you know? who's, who's next on my list? 
But I there actually wanted to bring up that uh, that conversation that she had with Idris Elba on the bus, mm. and like like there's Get like there's like <laughs> there's a very very real moment of feels there. He's like, God damn it! Like all right, I didn't expect this in this movie that had fucking Pete Davidson's face annihilated in the first three minutes of the movie. <laughs> you know, like I just I did not expect that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So King Shark, uh, tell me what you thought. Tell me what you thought about King Shark. <laughs> I totally forgot that it was Sylvester Sloan until like I saw the credits roll. I'm like, oh fuck, that's right. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> nom nom. <laughs> Just, yes. Like it's learning I don't, Spanish. <laughs> I don't know that I love the the move to make him dumb because he's you know he can he's actually quite intelligent, but. I mean, for a shark man hybrid, I mean he's not—he's not this dumb. But uh, Jesus Christ, I like every time he was on screen, I was just the happiest I had ever been. Like, I wish you guys, like, I wish this had been something that we'd seen together because you would have watched me smile like the biggest, toothiest grin every time he was on screen. And when I there was a moment at the Jotunheim facility where he's falling, and yeah. I thought he was gonna die, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, no. Don't you kill him? Don't you kill him? I was so angry. Uh, and then he got up and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep my toothy boy alive. God. I mean, he was like the big dumb brute, the big comedic relief. I mean, mm-hmm. it, he was he was the Groot of the movie. He was. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was beautiful. Um <laughs> brought tons of levity when it needed to be there. And it was, yeah, it was perfect. And, and I also unbelievable like, violence. And oh, like he said, like he's not this dumb. I like how they showed throughout the movie, like he was just picking things up left and right, and it mm-hmm. was just sticking. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing some justice to the character there. Uh, it's really great. Uh, Rick Flag, uh, what do you guys think about his his character arc here? I'm glad. That, I mean, I'm glad that they brought Sucks him back. Um, just because, like, I feel like the original movie didn't really do him justice no um i was a little surprised they killed him off yeah yeah but i think i think you needed to it's almost like colson in avengers like yeah if you don't kill somebody like and give it emotional resonance like it won't really matter um and i felt as i was watching i felt like he might die because they made him so likable and so friendly with people that you would you know he'd been established with specifically harley mm-hmm. and Bloodsport. like they were they were just really chummy and that was really cool to see like the harley and rick flag dynamic yeah. like right off yeah. the bat in the movie you know yeah uh, <laughs> harley i thought you got out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i mean like that kind of that kind of stuff that hit that hit a little bit different and like Again, it was one of those moments you talked about where it's like Peacemaker didn't want to do it, but he was like, he had a mission to complete. He was supposed to do it and uh, at all costs. And then when you thought he was going to kill Ratcatcher, you were just like, oh, man, this is, I don't know if I can take these two character deaths back to back. Um, but I thought, I thought Rick Flagg was, was good. I thought he was, he was a good presence in the movie. Um, you know, <laughs> finding the um the rebels 
yeah as right. it was <laughs> having coffee with them in the morning like, so what the fuck like how, well how did no one alert me that you were coming up uh, <laughs> that was awesome it was absolutely awesome uh then i want to talk about amanda waller a yep. little what a great last line for for rick flag though peacemaker what a joke yeah you know? oh my man it's just that you just get the last cut before you pay. yeah yeah that's that was that was necessary yeah uh so waller kind of went over that top here like she like up front with savant okay she you know fine she gets in blood sports like ma real bad and then when she's freaking out about the kill people like having her people turn on her was a move i did not see coming no (laughs) but uh, i i feel like it makes sense though because like you see that she's like this overbearing controlling character the entire time that as soon as things start to go wrong she just fucking loses it it makes total sense and viola davis again just did it so wonderfully yeah uh and it's it's funny because she has no clue who did what you know uh, it's like she regains consciousness. Mm-hmm. Her head's her head's hurting. Like who did it? No one's gonna say no anything. One's gonna say a damn thing. Like what's gonna happen there? Like would you? Oh no, nope. <laughs> that but girl's man, willing to hit Amanda Waller in the head with a golf club. I'm not fucking with either of those women. Like I didn't <laughs> see shit. I don't know shit. I my I, I was looking at my papers. And Just like, normal normal daily meeting things. Nothing. <laughs> abnormal here um i i was honestly surprised though at like how she was freaking out about everything that was going on like why why would she want the whole island of Corda maltese to you know be controlled by sorrow you know it's going to get to other places like why wouldn't you just send the squad to at least try and stop it because you like it just it just didn't make any sense it's because like the task force they're a black ops task force like they're not supposed to be there no one knows about them so they can't make like any sort of ways or anything their mission was to get this information and to be done with it so as soon as that mission goes off script at all she is such a control freak and she's like this is the mission this is how it's supposed to go things were spiraling out of control for her like this no one's supposed to know these people are working for the government like these are black is a blacklisted group sure well sure but like she she's supposedly doing all the things she's doing because she's preventing end of the world scenarios well if you're sending the people away then you're probably gonna be fucked a lot more than if you just let them stay justice league this is a world in which the justice league exists so yeah. if there's a giant space starfish running around they're supposed you to, just go, to take care of it yeah hey uh superman hop on that yeah all right and i think all it's right. also just I like her mission it. was to get the information and that is it like she's yeah. not supposed to interfere with anything else yep True. and that that drive was like critical to her so like i i, I see where she was going there uh yeah. let's, let's talk about polka dot man real quick <laughs> uh again oh my god the one that made me laugh probably <laughs> the hardest at points i'm just like 
when he just starts seeing his mother everywhere and when guy. Starro just becomes his mother, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> there just, I'm dying. I, <laughs> I, I had to stop the movie. There are times, like when he's, <laughs> when he's on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had to stop the movie and rewind it because it was, it was that level of funny to me. So I was just like, yeah, okay. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. <laughs> it was a lot of the um they they did a lot of cool things where you saw from the perspective of that character mm-hmm. um you know polka dot man uh obviously really well throughout the film um but there was like a few harley quinn moments where like you saw all these like weird visuals going Flowers around and, and it's like and- yeah and so, instead of blood you know, it's like that's what's going on in her head right now. Like that's mm-hmm. just absolutely wild. Um, so yeah, but those moments are really cool. So appreciate that. But uh right. also on the same note for visuals, I really liked how they transitioned um between things like you would have like, you know, three days ago chapters, or meanwhile. Yeah. It was you chapters know. almost like a, the Zack Snyder Justice League. Yeah. yeah. It, it was reminiscent of that. So like, and if you're watching it, you can just pause and come back to that moment. Yeah. But they like incorporated the scene into, or the text into the scene mm-hmm. in yeah. a way that like they haven't done before. It was completely fresh. Like yeah. they would have like some leaves blowing in like onto the beach and it would now like, it's form some now, letters, yeah. you know? The that Jotunheim was... one, I think, was the most inventive because it was just, it was all perspective. And once the camera oh, transcended yes. a specific thing, you were just like, oh man, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you brought that so up because good. that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that I was I was 100% going to bring that up after we finished with the characters here. Uh, but thank you for bringing it up because it's yeah. it definitely deserved to be talk, talked about. Uh, Starro. And specifically, Starro's connection to one thinker played by Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I I really liked how they they made you feel for Starro. And it was like you only heard a few lines, you know, mm-hmm. from like things like I guess were were translated like through the people that Starro was controlling. Like, I didn't want to be here. I've been here for 30 years. Like you have no idea what this person did to me. And like you you feel bad you know because it's not like doing anything to anybody like it was clear that they just like took it and it like it was just I happy mean, floating in space like it said yeah but then it kind of started conquering things <laughs> well sure because you're shooting at it and it's been tortured for 30 years um you know can you blame it like it it doesn't know if everybody's going to be like this or i guess but still maybe a little bit of an overreaction <laughs> i i i felt i felt bad for starro uh, i'll put I feel it like, out there i feel like if i were in that situation my first thing would not be oh i should like go take over this place i should get the hell out of here that's what i should do get the fuck away from this planet yeah which i kind of feel on a daily basis anyway <laughs> <laughs> i felt bad for starro i felt bad for starro until he basically murdered an island worth of people and then i was just like well yeah, I mean, you got to kill it now. You got to kill yeah, it with fire. Yeah. Please, yeah. God. Uh, th- the visuals there were actually kind of sweet, too. Like, I-, I loved what what they did with it. And then 
I don't know if it was all digital or some some practical on some of the people's faces, um, but I thought it was I thought it was awesomely done. Uh, so, yeah, so, do you guys have any other like like just specific thoughts uh, about the movie that uh, came to mind? CG was excellent. Yeah, it was actually really good. I mean, I think we kind of have low expectations when it comes to DC stuff. Um, but no, this was actually like just solid. Like they put a lot of effort into the CG in this movie and it shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I agree. Uh, what, what, what about the thinker though? Cause we haven't really touched on the thinker that much. Eh, I feel like it was more just a plot device. I mean, like he, he, he served the purpose of like getting them to the facility and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I I think that uh, he, he was definitely just a shitty human being. Oh yeah. No, he was. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess not much not much to say there, but um yeah, thought I'd bring him up all the same. I think the costume, the like design, everything was done super, super well. I and mean, Peter Capaldi played the part well because he plays that asshole role really well. <laughs> Uh, Sam, I'll actually build on that, man. I think the costume design just in general was really high quality, like really well done. Um, maybe like a couple of wigs here or there didn't work. Uh, the, the one on Michael Rooker just looked a little ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about TDK's costume. I mean, it's just a little... <laughs> A little weird. It was like brown OG Captain America with no sleeves, uh, but it was you know, brown. It looked blue to me. Oh, I thought it was like a greenish. But I was hey, also a few drinks in at that point. Wrong. Could be wrong. <laughs> Could be wrong. Uh, yeah. So it was, you know. But I thought they were all really, really well done. Uh, and the, I mean, polka dot man. Holy shit! That oh. I mean. Just like the bright colors and everything with him, like I, I was like really impressed with that. Awesome yeah. contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your biggest what the fuck moment? Like, what were you just like the thing that you were just like, oh my god, I don't believe that just happened. Hmm. Oh god, I know I had plenty of them when I was watching the movie, but now I'm struggling to think of one. I mean, I, I think the whole peacemaker blood sport taking out like the uh that the revolutionary was... camp you know and that i do like remember the... like being on like laying on the couch and as soon as that scene like starts popping up i like sit up and it's like what's this yeah <laughs> this is what this is like a slingshot and shit uh, that was so much fun to watch dude oh, yes fuck. like the the little arrows that uh, came out i gotta say oh. measle man yeah it's got it's got to be weasel for me uh just every time he's on screen you're just you can't help but think what the, what the fuck, fuck is this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one where he's just licking the window you're just like what the fuck it was hilarious yeah it, in in the best possible way and then they showed at the end of the movie that he's actually not dead yeah he, he gets up and wanders off, off and the just, yeah. I'm like great <laughs> I something that took me by surprise was I think the overall mood 
of Waller's like people. You know, betting on who who survives, who doesn't. Yeah. So I remember what was probably one of the biggest moments where it when it happened. I mentioned this earlier, but it was when Harley killed the president. I was mm. I'm not expecting that at all. Yeah. And like just her whole like speech after that, and like her whole coming to terms with everything. I'm like, damn, this is like real deep, (laughs) and I was not expecting this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This. Probably, probably like top top five. We should do like top five moments like of the DC movie so far. That would be in my top five. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, the 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 government agents basically like not even regarding these people as people. Yeah, and they're oh, just yeah. like, yeah, we're just let's just put money on. And the, like the one girl just walking around, just happily handing out money. It was just, like <laughs> hysterical. And, and they were like, while I walks in, she's like, "What are you guys doing? There's nothing." Yeah. Come on, you know she knows. You know she oh, knows. Yeah, of course. It, it reminded me of like uh like the the office. I, I was actually like a little Archer. surprised that she didn't go, all right, cut me in for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Uh let's do a why did you hate it and why did you love it? Okay. I hated it because I had to look at Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hop in right there and say I loved it because of Weasel. <laughs> um, I loved it just because of how so fucking all over the place it was, how like well-written it was, how perfect the comedic timing was, just everything about it. It's just so well done. Ah, uh, Man, I mean, I hated it because i wanted a little more waller that's fair Mm. Uh, i just i just think she's so fascinating uh just in general and and not just yelling at people and threatening to blow their heads off but like more of that like subversion i'm gonna make you do what i want you to do that that like in control control freak you know right kind of wanted that a little more and and i i loved it because for me i believe this is a new benchmark for the DCEU. Definitely. Definitely. So Sam, why'd uh, you hate it? <laughs> so I hated it because... Unless you're not serious about the weasel thing. No, I was totally serious about the weasel thing. <laughs> um, and I hated it because they killed Polka Dot Man. Um, yeah. He, he was, oh, that was man, tough. The dude is like just legitimately like effed up in the head. And he just wanted to do some good. And they just like... He's like, I'm a superhero. Uh, <laughs> And he just fucking gets squashed. And I just felt so they, bad for the guy. They did. They, he was like, uh, <laughs> they were like, oh, we're we're all going to die. And he was like, God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so relatable. Fish my wish. Uh, if you guys were to go ahead and give this an overall score, what would you score it? Out of five. five. Out of five. I'm kind of leaning toward a four and a half. I really, really liked it. I thought it was just so well done everywhere. Yeah. It it is very difficult for me to go five because I get I get nitpicky towards the top and towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. But Jesse, I'm right there with you, man. Like I, I would even nudge it up to a four seventy five. We're doing 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 quarter scores, but four and a half. It's a it's such an incredible movie. And I didn't expect it to be. No, I didn't. I, don't I think mean I did, did, but like I didn't expect, I didn't expect to love it, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, 
Oh, I mean, if, if you want to go 4.75, I'll go right there with you. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I damn near love this movie, dude. I, 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 it's just, it gets you, gets you from the start and it doesn't stop. It's a movie that I know I will go back and rewatch and I cannot wait to go rewatch it. Exactly. I thought about rewatching it tonight. Not going to lie to you. (laughs) Do it, man. If I didn't have a stack of comics over there to go read. Yeah. I'd be rewatching it. So, all right. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, that is what we think about the suicide squad. The suicide squad. Be sure to put the the there. It's a big, big difference. So if you uh, if you haven't caught it yet, go watch it on HBO Max until September fifth. Otherwise, you'll be seeing it in theaters. Um, I do kind of want to go see it in like IMAX. <laughs> so I felt like there was a couple of moments in there where the three D there were three D yeah. like shots like yeah. doing all I movies. noticed that too. And I was like, Meh. like the Pokemon I don't stuff. Care about I mean, the three D in general, I I never care for. Yeah, but there's one like with like a Staro flying up over top, and he's like, all right, okay. Yeah. Eh, take it. it or leave it whatever yeah but um yeah so that's that's where you can go see the suicide squad um so thank you for listening um be sure to check out the previous episodes of the twisted capes twist cast uh as well as our live stream that we do every week uh we've been a little bit spotty here and there because of summer vacations and and plans and such as mm-hmm, i'm sure mm-hmm. everyone here has so uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, and then be sure to check out Mike's Thick Stack as well as uh, Dinner Date with Mike and uh, tpublic.com. You know, always got sales going on so you can get some merchandise with our logo on it uh, as well as twistedcake.com. Oh, well, maybe I mean, wait like a wait a week. <laughs> like, yeah, we can too. So uh, everybody, until next time, my name is Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And uh, stay twisted.